Mrs. Joseph looked about eighty. Her daughter was therefore likely to be over fifty, and the rejected baby at least in her twenties, and probably more. Or not. It was impossible to guess when a woman could become a mother at any point from fourteen to forty-eight. But, she began, it says she's a granddaughter you never knew you had, and you do know about the adoption. Do you have a son? Isn't it more likely that this is a child of his? The old woman eyed her as if only then aware of her as an independent being capable of unwelcome thoughts. No, she said. No son. Just the two daughters. Davy and Nicola. They're taking me for lunch today, so I mustn't dilly-dally. Now, thank you for bringing the flowers. I don't expect I owe you anything, do I? It was a sharp dismissal from a woman who didn't look capable of sharpness. No, nothing to pay, Simmy said, before heading down the hill again. She'd been forced to leave her van some distance away, since the car park she preferred was out of commission on a Wednesday. There had been a plan to wish Mrs. Joseph a happy birthday, but Simmy quickly lost the urge to do so. Had she been intrusive, she wondered? Had she asked too many questions? She very much feared that she had. It was a quiet day, and she was in no hurry to get back to her shop in Windermere. The van was good for a while yet, with traffic wardens hardly bothering to check when the allotted hour had expired at this time of year. There would be little activity back at the shop. In the winter months, custom dropped off to a trickle. Melanie would be there until lunchtime and could easily manage any passing trade. A cup of strong coffee would warm Simmy, both physically and emotionally, after the abruptness of her customer, and give her time to pause and reflect. There were few establishments to choose from, but one offered itself irresistibly. The Giggling Goose Café was in a former mill, with the great wheel still standing on the edge of the beck. It had a fine reputation locally, and Simmy had intended to try it for some months. It occupied a position on a sort of ledge above the beck, with an open-air area that was closed off in winter. The approach to it was through a small arcade, past one or two other businesses designed to appeal to tourists. Simmy found her way quite easily, and once inside, the café was warm and full of enticing smells. A cheerful woman was waiting for orders. Find a seat and I'll bring it to you, she told Simmy. It's a shame we can't sit outside, she said. It's much too chilly for that. I suppose it is, she agreed regretfully looking out onto the attractive setting. But it does look lovely out there. Sit by the window. It's almost as good. She followed the advice and stared ruminatively at the rushing water. Patchy cloud covered the sky, leaving encouraging stretches of blue here and there. There was another person at the next table, doing the same thing. She half recognised him, but spent only a few seconds trying to remember where she'd seen him before. Then she went back to idle musings about nothing very much. The beck was called Stock Gill, she recalled, and it flowed over the famous Stock Force, a short distance out of town. 
it cried out for painters, poets, photographers to capture its elemental qualities, the hypnotic pace of its flow. The buildings scattered around it had all adapted to it in different ways, employing the power of the water, positioning their windows for the best possible views of it, and erecting bridges and walls to keep it in place. Making the most of these quiet moments, Simmy congratulated herself on coming here to live, where such beauty was so readily available. It was nearly a year since she'd moved to the Lake District, following her parents after her marriage broke down. The florist business had become a passion, much to her own surprise. She had never anticipated the scope it offered, the sidelines and specialities that presented themselves. She had impulsively bought a cottage in Troutbeck as a mark of her commitment to the area and was doing her best to put down firm roots.